0: This is Death Before Dishonor. I'm Genesee. My character is Xanatari. She's a good-aligned Kalishtar war priest.
1: I'm Daniel. This symbol is renowned for being associated with the Rod of Orcus,
2: the artifact that I'm after. I'm Eric. My, my name is, is Caesar. I was a, a slave worker for the uh, Undead Armies of Thay for 75 years. And I'm Tinsian. Shall we start this over again? Some of the <laughs> beauties of D and D can't end the story. Goes anywhere you want it.
0: Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm
3: Daniel. And I'm Tinsian.
0: And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, December twenty seventh, and this is episode one thirty two in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. So. Holiday episode was last time. Hope you listened to that. Definitely out of the series, not part of the uh, usual storyline, but a fun, awesome job by our Dungeon Master, Thorne, for the night. And now we're back to Tinsian, who's going to torture us, I'm sure, with further adventures. So Dungeon Master, catch us up on what we missed the last couple weeks.
3: Likewise for my position. Uh, very nicely done, Thorne. Thank you. Um, we've had some... Good positive comments. Hopefully we will get some more as people get back from the holidays and actually listen, but uh, that was definitely a marathon event. I hate to do this, but there is one point of retcon that I need to make. Um, Even though it is a non-standard episode out of the series, the train does not exist as far as transport.
0: (laughs) That's wrong.
3: But we will still have some sort of... uh, economic improvement to the city, but we'll try and find some sort of convenient way for the train to possibly be worked in. But uh, again, thank you for doing that. I enjoyed playing the Dwarf for the night. Problem. As far as the party is concerned, uh, back in Continuum, um, they were approaching or heading towards a pyramid in the last episode, and they had made camp. There's been a bit of a dispute as to what the party wants to do in terms of whether to pursue the pyramid or go back to town and find um, their own way through life for a bit, just due to the number of adventures that the party has had, the general wear and tear, and all those other sorts of things. To that... There's been some talk in the background of possibly splitting the episode up in terms of a story arc. So we're going to give that a little bit of a try and um, possibly spring in some things. We're going to pick up with the party being in party. Sorry, in camp and uh, all together. It's not so much a matter of who is posted as guard right now, but uh, we can deal with this as being perhaps a... um, Already having just finished setting up camp and the sun is setting out on this um, forested slash some semi tendra area.
0: Out, out on the rain. <laughs> <sighs> There's no deer, no
1: antelope. Where the spiders and draw like a play.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um Xanatari.
0: Okay, refresh me, because I, I kind of recall we were supposed to be taking watches, and there was some sort of animal or something moving in the forest. I, uh,
3: yes, there th- was a pair of eyes that I believe only Caesar and Thorn have seen glancing at them throughout uh, the woods here and there as they've been moving, throughout but there's history. been something very large moving about.
0: Okay, and we went to the ziggurat, we defeated something, and Mm -hmm. are we sure if this was the prison that we had heard of, the druid, uh, that was bothering the druids, or do we know exactly what the ziggurat is at this point?
3: You don't know exactly what the ziggurat is. Uh, It was definitely holding something, but the ziggurat versus the pyramid, um, information unknown at this point, but the pyramid is much larger than the ziggurat but I can definitely see why you guys would be having some issues as far as do we care. <laughs>
0: um, well, I I believe the original impetus was to keep the druids from attacking Winterhaven <laughs> by solving their problems so that they would not uh, you know, feel like they had to somehow defend their territory. So mm-hmm, we don't really about- know if we've solved that problem or not, because we don't really know. Well,
2: that was really more don't. about the... Uh, the, the- Property lines around the town mm-hmm. and the growth of the town. This was, if I remember correctly, it seemed a bit separate. It was more just general safekeeping for the area. I guess the prison was what had a prison break or was taken over by the inmates or something like that. Is that yeah, right? We didn't, really, we go we on didn't really
1: quite. We didn't uh, quite fulfill the, I guess, the contract because we were supposed to capture some escaped prisoners, right? All we really ended up doing was collapsing a. <laughs> right.
0: like my con- my concern is how does this help winterhaven in any way like so if this is a total side quest just to make the druids pleased with us and earn some favor by helping to capture you know some of these escaped prisoners uh how does that help winterhaven other than like maybe the druids won't decide to take over territory and attack the town like wh- wh- how does this even help winterhaven at all
2: I, I had in, interpreted it as a larger threat. It was that these, this is a, not just a normal prison sort of a, a big deal type thing where, you know, you're not just going to get, you know, an arsonist or something. You're going to get an arsonist who burns a continent or something oh. like that. I don't know. <laughs> they, they didn't really That's... go into specifics, but it seemed to be a big, like, you know, basically as if Alcatraz, you know, somehow got a land bridge to San Francisco and we're from San Francisco. That's sort of how I interpreted it.
1: okay but did we did we merely just sort of destroy one cell block of this and of, of you know this prison because there's yeah, still clear. the pyramid that that's still that's still yet to be seen like we've still got the pyramid that's that's looming in the background which i believe we're making our way towards at the moment so i guess it comes down to the party whether we need to whether we we feel like we've um essentially uh fulfilled the role we, we've said, okay, well we've stopped, you know, crazy one hundred armed giant man from coming out of the uh the nether to to destroy the universe and that's enough. Or whether there's still more that we need to do, whether there's like a larger threat still a you know, still still looming that we have yet to witness or encompass or largely, some other word.
2: It's largely
3: a two a two step thing here. Um Cesar's got it's mostly right. In that uh, the druids are always going to be grousing about the property lines of Winterhaven expanding out into the woods that, you know, is more their domain. But in general, druids tend to get really uppity and antsy only when there's some sort of major event happening. Now, they're...
0: (laughs) I'm sorry, uppity druids. Yep. (laughs) My, My spruce is so much nicer than your birch.
3: Well you know at <laughs> least
0: But he drew though. <laughs> but they but they but
3: the, the, the druids they are master of the love because you know when when they find someone they really like they wait for it. They pine for that person oh, so much.
1: Oh, I must say this is some marvelous mahogany. Oh keep on here. Marv- <laughs> mm, marvellous, marvelous. I see you've got some, uh, some glasses made of honey milk mm, marvellous, yes, that's quite quite nice, yes. Hundred years old you say, mm, yes, wonderful, mm, antiques you know, marvelous have she got here, mm, yes.
3: You'll take five years you say,
1: mmm Take five, you take five Take five, take take ten, take twenty, I tell you, sir, I tell you, take take fifteen. I've uh re- re- reconsidered, get out of my house. <coughs> Damn
3: druids.
0: Damn oh,
3: druids. Oh, damn it. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: sorry. Um,
1: yeah,
3: sorry. So <laughs> what What the issue is is that the druids have some information where there was reports report to a prison break. They had encountered the cultists. They had had some issues, and they didn't quite know what they were sending you all off into. Now you've had this issue where you've encountered the cultists. You've done some stuff but well now you've got a reality superimposing itself over another current modern version of reality and that's how you're kind of getting this forest tundra mix and stuff so i think that they sent you out going yeah this you know this probably be just a sunday a sunday run for you guys but now it's kind of gone boom in theory could you claim that you've accomplished what you were sent out to do Sure. Is it actually done?
2: Mm,
3: you know, that could be an out-of-character answer for you if you want, but it's up to what does the party think? Does is it, is it worth going to the pyramid and seeing what that is, knowing it could be something completely different, just something part of whatever this um, old area of land is that's coming back? Or ignore it, go back to town, go on to do something else, and if something crops up, then fine, but if they're, you know, just like a bunch of ranchers or whatever, do dee doo It was
2: true that the, the pyramid only appeared after we destroyed the ziggurat, correct? Or at least that's the only time mm-hmm. we didn't notice it before then, at the very least. The ziggurat was blocking the pyramid. You I mean, said it
0: was much bigger on, than the ziggurat.
2: Yeah, but... Perspective? Perspective.
1: Now it's a rocket ship. Now it's an apple. Now it's cucumber. It's really like now those Russian hungry.
0: wooden dolls, you know? You just take the one off and there's another <laughs> tiny one inside. Like, never-ending yeah, pyramids. Yeah, but in this, in R- this R- case, R-Rushka it's like...
3: Egyptian pyramids, yes.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you take the ziggurat off and there's a larger pyramid. You take the, the pyramid off, there's a giant obelisk there. You take the obelisk off and, you know, you've just monkeys. suddenly all... Like, yeah, monkeys. Just It's turtles all the way down. That's, that's all it is.
3: Okay. Twenty fourteen space on CEO.
0: Okay. Okay. So it's now night. Sorry, that was a little backstory.
3: No, it's it's fine. It, it if you, if you you guys pretty much have the reins and can, if you want to turn this train around, go right ahead. No pun intended to Daniel. Sorry. Um, That's it. Turn the train around.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's go backwards. Beep
0: yep. beep beep beep.
1: <laughs> Get out of the way! I'm walking here.
3: In any case, um, two of you have seen something staring at you from the woods, and Xanatari, you have not at this point.
0: Okay. Uh, Everyone's awake, though?
3: Everyone Uh, is still awake. Yes, everyone's
2: awake.
1: Okay, so... Um, I guess we're trying to organize watches so people can get some rest before we decide what we want to do. But I think what we need to do is decide what we want to do. Um, I think we were moving this way only because we wanted to get a, we wanted to camp out and uh, and get away from the collapsed ziggurat. That being said, I mean we moved northwest of our current location. Has that put us closer to the pyramid,
3: Dungeon Master? Yes, you were okay, so. you were you were kind of going. You're gonna go northwest um, to try and get parallel to it, and then come to it from the west. I believe is what your last okay. plans were instead of doing a direct direct shot line out to to there. Um, okay, I forgot to so. climb the tree though for the line of sight. I think that was Cesar. I did. You no, did. It was okay.
1: Me. I was on. I was on Fluffy at the time. Okay, so I'd probably say to the party, "Well, we're here now. Where we've we've traveled northwest. We're closer to the pyramid. What do we do? Do do we want to go towards the pyramid now, or do we want to go back?"
2: Well, I uh, I'd rather not make the trip twice. If uh, you know, maybe it's just a, a friendly uh, you know, neighborhood pyramid or you know a <laughs> convenience store or something like that. And if that's the case, so that's fine. We can turn around. But uh, if it turns out it's uh exactly what we were actually needing to destroy and uh, we go all the way back and then find out that we have to come all the way back here. I don't think I'd be too happy about that.
1: The seven Pharaohs convenience store. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Open 24 years.
1: And then after the tw- on the 25th, they shut down. They're just like, yeah, hey, we- we're done. That's right. Food I- dog. <laughs> Um. Okay, well, I mean, it can't hurt if... I mean, if it is just, you know... Some ranches, then I mean it's quite a grand ranch that they've got there build a pyramid for a ranch that's uh but you know if it's if it's harmless, then I guess there's no harm, and it you know it may take us what it might take a couple of days out of our travel back to the druids, but at least we'll we'll know that you no, know, the the threat is gone for sure
3: okay um santory
0: Zenit- uh so we're not camping.
1: We're going. No, so we'll we'll camp tonight. We'll we'll leave first light. There's no point traveling in the dark.
2: Yeah, especially with um, I don't know if you, either of you noticed, but I, have seen uh, some uh, eyes glinting in the darkness. Something uh, more startling than squirrels. I'm not sure exactly what it might be, but uh, have either of you seen you anything? Too, uh... Yeah, yeah.
1: I've 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 seen something. You too. What what do they look like? Were they yellow?
2: I don't remember. It was two minutes ago. I have no idea.
0: Has Clyde <laughs> Did you reacted? Take your pill-
3: Clyde, Clyde's either extremely well trained despite being stupid and hasn't necessarily reacted, or, just or he's just really stupid and...
0: Hmm, probably really stupid.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: I love
1: how you love your mount. It's just like everyone's like, ah, oh, mechanical squirrel, ah, oh, giant spider. You're like, damn horse, <laughs> stupid Clyde. I
0: was riding on a rhino, if you recall. Going to a dumb Clydesdale is a little bit of a down. You're,
3: you're, you're, you're bitter.
0: I am a bit bitter.
3: However, um, just as a point of note, uh, my Xanatari was actually with a question mark uh, versus a a round change. I had a question for you. Mm. How would if a one Kalashtar Tar was attempting to locate another Kalashtar, Tar? Uh, how would they somewhat go about doing that? Is there any special way that you can think of that maybe helps them connect through the the group mind, or you would notice that there's a Kalashtar Tar in the area?
0: I think they would have to do it the old-fashioned way of asking, you know, around. And then once they got within a general area, they could probably try to locate, you know, through, like, listening with their minds, see if they notice anybody else around that was sort of being loud or, you know, mm-hmm. open to discussion or things of that nature, or sensing that kind of thing, like a mind link ability, mm-hmm. you know, kind of, I guess, checking for arcane, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But they'd have to be within so a certain like, range.
1: They don't have an app for that? So that's kind of like a... <laughs> so it's kind of like a riddle what is the sound of one kalachita clapping
0: yeah. well first they have to walk three times around a rowan tree to the left and then it has to be a full moon in the month of October and then they also no, really it's pretty much like that
2: okay, I'd give that app two stars
0: <laughs> <Yes>.
1: <laughs> too complicated does not work on my mind now look,
0: which. the Apple store is very strict
1: yeah, yeah that's what they all say Okay. <clears throat> so that's, that's why I'm using a Sazabot. Mm-hmm. All
3: right. Um.
0: Or, you know, like a Kalistar could just follow the swath of destruction, like, that we leave behind with dead bodies and, like, crumbling ruins and, you know, all that. Uh, mm-hmm. to Okay.
1: <laughs> dead bodies pinned to trees Sired pointing inns. in the direction that we've gone.
0: Watch wizards. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Watch
3: wizards. But, uh, Zanatari, you've had quite a lot of experiences in the last couple of game months. Have you not? Mm, yes. Uh, any sort of ideas as to possibly offloading those at any time, or anything that you would like to do in terms of Zanatari now that there's a moment of somewhat peace and quiet, even though there's potentially something out in the woods? anything that you'd like to
0: Cesar? i would like to offload all my experiences right onto you man (laughs) no uh i guess if we're gonna camp there'll be discussion for sure
2: okay
3: let's go with let's go to caesar real quick and then uh we'll come back around caesar
2: well um you know having noticed the uh activity, out, you know, outside of our campsite, i try to, you know, look and listen to see if I can identify if it's maybe coming from a certain direction or if there's more than one. Mm-hmm. Sort of uh, work on pinning that down. Okay. If possible. Go ahead and
3: roll both uh, nature and perception, please. Separately?
2: Sure. Sure. Okay. <sighs> Let's do nature first. That's uh, thirteen, okay. And perception, oh yeah, thirty-two.
3: Okay. As far as the nature goes, um, you can smell all the woods and forest, and something you know very old and ancient, kind of peaty from the tundra that is starting to uh, that has been phased into this reality. Mm -hmm. But there's one kind of thing that you get a whiff of every once in a while that stands out but isn't strong enough to actually pick up a location from, and this is for, this is for your nature,
2: mm-hmm.
3: it smells kind of like chlorine. Some kind of chemical smell that doesn't seem to quite fit in with what's going on around here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: As far as uh, your perception goes, there's something moving out in the woods, out towards the east. Okay. And it is, from the noise that it is making, you would think that there's probably like a bear cub or something out there crushing twigs and whatever else. But you kind of realize that the distance and sharp cracks that are quickly muffled, it's sort of like crack and then there's a muffle,
2: Mm-hmm.
3: on the sound. Um, it's definitely bigger than a bear cub. But okay. it does not seem like something is charging, and the birds are settling down, but it's not com- that completely, oh, crap, quiet that you get sometimes in the movies. Okay, But there is definitely something out there.
2: When um, picking his spot, he will put himself the furthest away from that general area in the east, so towards the west side of the site. Okay. Alright. Uh, Thorn.
1: Okay, so do I hear any of this cracking or shifting either?
3: If you would like to roll your nature and perception. Sure. Oh boy.
1: Got me on the good skills. Um, nature is 26, Jeez. and Perception is
3: uh, twenty-two. Okay. The nature, you know, you being a, a hunting creature of your own kind, you realize that you are being purposely based off the how the the wafting of the chemical smell. You you pick that up, but mm-hmm. you realize that you are being kept. Um, what is it? Is it upwind, so you don't smell. Yes, you're being kept upwind of whatever is doing this, but something is moving, and occasionally you'll get a, you know, a little sniff of it. As far as the movement and everything else, it's the same as what Cesar had, and I have no idea if Skype on what people are looking at is. I'm just pointing to windows as I see them.
0: <laughs> Audio podcast.
3: Whatever, I'm talking about it, but I'm still just pointing. I'm going to have my dark and stormy.
1: Okay. That It is a dark and stormy night. Rum is raining from the sky.
0: There's several creatures approaching from the southeast.
3: So you are able to find out that bit, those bits of info?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so it occurs to me that we're being kept upwind of its location? Mm-hmm. Okay. So does... I guess it would feel like this spot is then too good to be true because then if I can s- smell this chlorine, do I know it's chlorine or do I just know it's this the sharp stinging, almost choking like smell of chlorine? I don't.
3: It's, I don't actually know it's called chlorine. You don't know it's called chlorine, but like it's that sort of like ball. if if you if you were walking past a public pool, kind of kind of whiff.
0: Winter Haven.
3: The Winter Haven YMCA. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Um they've got
1: a synchronized swim team.
0: Ooh. But the
1: watch synchronized <laughs> our <synchronized laughs> I- they downtime. <laughs> the they're our competitive sports team. <laughs> I'll
3: I'll give <laughs> what you a called Watch Wizards. I'll give you a free roll though, um, Thorn. Okay. And you're looking around the camp, you actually notice that the camp is not groomed. It's not like you're coming on to a deer stand or something where you are purposely being Herded to tables. this area, and something is going on. You know, you have advantages and disadvantages in this spot. It is not um, an all-or-one thing. Okay. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. I well, if that's the case, then if I if I feel that it's defensible, then uh, I'll set uh, a couple of traps. Okay. And. um I'll take first watch. Okay. Because I'll probably see better at night than these two. You know, has got his goggles on and and Zenatari can't see in the dark. Um, I can take first watch. Um, okay. So I think what I'll want to do is I want to just set some basic attacks. I want to use, um... Well, I'll use my usual, um... The one that I've been using a fair amount, Cordon of Thorns. So I'm actually going to leave, um... I'm going to to plant a couple of um, just kind of like tripwire thorn type things. So I mean, if they they enter the camp, they're going to wound themselves. Just mm-hmm. fire it against a couple of trees, um, you know on like the the east, east north and west side, I guess, whichever's whichever's to our back and, and kind of surrounding us. Okay. Um, so it'll at least make a noise if they pull the tripwire. You know, it'll shake the trees or something, and then um. And then I'll, I'll look out and I'll, I'll set camp, probably looking to the opposite direction, somewhere where I've got a good view of, of all my surroundings. So is there any sort of, um, I don't know, height to the terrain that we're, that we're on at the moment?
3: Um, there's the potential for a bit of a rise here and there. Nothing okay, like a, the... a true hill or...
1: Okay, so the, the best that we've got in regards to like, a true height would be a tree? Okay. Um, I then I think I, what I'll do is um, after uh, setting wards around the 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 camp, just traps and stuff like that, things that'll that'll alert us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll turn to the party. I said, you guys get some rest. I'll take first watch. Uh, I'll I'll be in the tree up there, so uh, I'm not visible and they don't know that I'm keeping watch if there's anything out there. hmm. Okay. Um, and then climb up into. A tree that is probably to the opposite end of where the the traps are set. Okay. he um, comes up as he climbs, aren't you
2: going to have dinner first?
1: Um, I'll pull pull something out of my pack that I'm probably carrying food that I don't ever eat anyway. Um. Given One. that I, I, <laughs> I survive off the generosity of druids. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You just ate the
0: archdruidus last time, don't you remember?
1: Yeah, they're kind of full after eating the archdruidus.
3: For those that are new in the channel, uh, the mascot has joined. Uh, so any purring that you hear uh, be may, or may, not, may or may not make it to the actual podcast itself, but welcome to live. Xanatari. Um, that... <laughs> That's our um our,
1: our cat helicopter in the sky.
0: Right. Before Thorn Chlorine Pool.
3: Four Thorn makes his climb. Do you wish to intercept him for anything? And do you wish do you wish to roll your new bling dice for anything?
0: I do. I need to roll a uh <laughs> nature and what was the other one? Perception, right? Perception. Yep. I need to roll for that Show just those because off. I don't Let's see them. Yeah. Right. They're sure. like loud 5 Oh, plus i got to add things. Wait, 17 and, yeah, 20. Whoa. 22. See, look.
2: They sound heavy.
0: They are heavy. They're what like... Are
2: they, what are they made
0: of? Well, they're metal and then they're gold-plated, right? Seth, what are they? They're, yep, they're 3D-printed they're,
3: metal. They're 3D-printed metal and then they've got uh, 24 karat. They're heavy. Wow.
0: And they shed. They're awesome.
2: Yep.
0: Okay, so, All yeah. Right. Uh, the nature, not so awesome, but the perception was, well...
3: Here's the fun part. You get the same information that Thorne did. Mm-hmm. However, you do notice that up in the sky, there is sort of a uh, a shift in part of the sky and emerging out of it as if uh, a uh, chameleon spell or visibility spell is sort of drifting away. You notice that there is an airship in the distance and you've seen this one before.
0: Yeah, uh, I've seen an airship before.
3: Yes. Back when you guys were heading off towards the Seven Pillared Hall and uh encountered Cesar Caesar in the big battle, there was uh Caesar encountered Futures Zanatari and himself.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You guys were in that area as well and there was an airship that uh had toodled off.
0: Didn't it help somehow?
2: Didn't uh-huh. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, it shot something up. Uh, well, that was. See, I was a little bit in shock, because that was slightly after I interrogated the drought, right? We're in the field running... Was it a dragon or something? Was it after us? Something... Yep. Yeah. Okay.
3: okay. And you notice that um, there is something square, at least from this side. You can't tell if it's a square or a rectangle or what the deal is. But you notice that something has departed from the airship and is now floating down in your general direction.
0: Cesar, we've been sponsored!
3: <laughs> and sort of as, as the airship starts to slowly turn away, um, this thing, you know, this, this parachute and stuff is starting to head down towards you all.
0: Okay, I'm gonna definitely track that and watch it uh, to see where it lands.
3: Alright, any other reaction as far as grabbing Thorn for any discussion material that you may have before he goes up into a tree?
0: No, I mean, why not go off into another immediate adventure, the second one adventure ends, says Xanatari, who is slightly like annoyed and bitter at this point. Uh, She's going to just sit there, actually, and not do anything at all. Like, just watch him, and just kind of keep an eye on this crate that's flying. Okay.
1: Um... I don't understand what you mean by going straight into another adventure we're camping. I'm keeping watch so we don't get eaten by big beasties in the middle of the night.
0: Are you not going up there to put to watch after you put your uh, traps around and everything else and and whatever? It's a precaution.
1: Would you sleep in the middle of the woods without traps or some sort of I don't know, some sort of alert in case a bear comes along and decides to eat your face?
0: I know, if I had the capability to put up Wall of Thorns, I definitely would.
1: Well, there you go. We're putting up Wall of Thorns and we're going to sleep. Problem solved. No adventure, just sleeping.
0: Well, it Scissor's on the ground, so I would rather talk I to am. I'm
2: floating, sort of just two climbing feet off. You just remember, like, the last
0: experience of the tree wasn't so good.
3: Yes. Yes, I had to cut you down. Right. It's quite...
0: Okay, this. I'm still watching this box.
3: By the way, uh, the next time you go looking for the pendant that Thorn made in Atari... Just remind me that there's a note attached to it.
0: Really?
1: Yep. He's not going to entirely retcon everything.
0: Okay. I will. Uh, I will remind you. Okay.
3: Um, the box looks like it's going to land somewhere in the vicinity of the uh, the party. In terms of uh, the campsite. you're seeing occasionally as it shifts. Uh, it's staying pretty much on course. But it looks like there's little propellers
0: <laughs> uh, okay.
3: kind of keeping it on track. And you realize to yourself, it doesn't appear that anybody else has picked up that there is something coming down.
0: Okay. And how close is it coming down to uh, where we are currently? Like, can I kind of sneak to where it is without being obvious and leaving the camp?
2: Mm,
3: you'd have to leave the camp just slightly. It, it, It looks like probably within 50 to 100 feet outside of the camp is where it could land on the outside. But if it's got really, really good engineering, it may actually just kind of plop down. But you suddenly realize that somebody knew you were here. Okay. Or somebody knew something was here and you either have the great con- the great uh, circumstance of they're just dumping crap and you just happen to be right where it is or somebody knew you were here and you're being semi-stealthy about movement.
0: Okay, I'm definitely going to try to go for this as subtly as possible. And and hey. I can't believe that Cesar would notice it either because, I mean, what's he doing right now?
3: Building stuff. Go on, Cesar. What you doing?
2: Um... The usual, in addition to, you know, chewing on some stuff from his pack, uh, just upkeep. A lot Mm -hmm. of uh, soldiers got crushed and destroyed, or injured and damaged, so he's managing those and, you know, checking out his crossbow, making sure everything's good to go, whipping together the the bolts he needs that he's spent, that he only has a few of, things like that. Mm hmm
0: Okay. So, well, I would take advantage of his distraction to try to get closer to this... This thing under the guise of, of relieving myself in the forest, which will take longer than normal because I've got armor and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So you are easily able to figure out where it's going to land, and, you know, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't be able to start heading out that way. Um, where's Bert at? Is he still in your pack, or are you taking him out?
0: Well, as I remember, he was out because the ziggurat was falling to pieces around us. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just kind of flying along next to me, so I guess he would still be out. You know, okay. I just—I guess I'm just so used to him as a character that I don't pay attention.
3: Okay. Um.
0: But he is a giant bright light, which I probably wouldn't want to take out into the forest with me. Well, I mean, I can't see—like my character doesn't see in the dark, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. need some light, but not like a giant lantern that would basically just say attack me.
3: I think in the past you've managed to in communicating with Bert. Let's let's give you the ability to somewhat influence his light level. Okay. You can make you can make requests.
0: Just so it's, not, it's, not, it's
3: not sort of like it's a. It's a touch, Bert. You know, it's not sort of like a. You know, you can change all the colors in the rainbow, but you can get him to kind of shift colors or you know but luminosity the mood or whatever, I whatever
2: the
0: word. Bert, disco ball.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's like a really nice fade.
0: Okay,
3: so you're going to head off into the woods. So we will we will um, worry about that in a moment. Cesar, you are repairing stuff. Anything mm-hmm. else that you want to do this round?
2: No, I think he'd be pretty engrossed. Um, assuming uh, you know he's um, you know set himself up to try to put the others between him and the unknown pot- potential threat in the woods, but then he got so engrossed in his work that he didn't realize that all those potential targets have now moved. So, I think he is good to go as he's proceeding at this point.
3: Okay. Alright. Um, Thorn, it is now mm-hmm. gotten dark. Yep. And you're you're up in the trees. A tree amongst the trees. Etc, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. uh mm
1: okay okay, so um I think first thing I would do is I'd come down as soon as it uh got dark uh next deterrent would be uh lighting a fire of some kind up in the tree um no, no, not in the tree no i'm not gonna I'm not going to risk burning down the forest, especially with Zenatari in there um
0: <laughs> thanks that's that's good to know. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, you really think I'm gonna burn down the forest with you inside it? Come Not on. on purpose. It's never on purpose. Fires are purely accidental around me. That's true. Okay. So you you are um, you've you've come back down. Sort of come down for like mid watch, to to set a fire. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Uh, a fire that we can either cook or warm ourselves around. Um, probably look at Cesar repairing
2: and uh, and, and ask uh, did Senatori say where she was going? Um, without looking up Caesar would uh, gesture with one of his tools over to where she had last been probably what, 20 minutes, half hour ago, whatever it is, and just say, oh no, she's over there, and keep working. Okay. Uh, look over to where he gestured. Is she over there, or has she
1: gone further into the forest?
0: I'm gonna get as close as I can to this thing. Have so, you gone into the woods yet? Yeah, I'm. I'm in the woods looking for it. Like as close to the camp as possible.
3: Okay, then she is out of line of sight at the moment,
0: Thorn.
1: Okay. i uh, not seeing her over there. I'd probably go and investigate then.
0: Okay.
1: To go over to her last known location and see whether she was there. I
0: thought you could see from the tree long distances.
1: See him down. I
0: know before that though. I'm saying
1: we're in a forest. I can't see everywhere. I can see directly under us, or I can't see like through tree tops. I can see like from the ground in a
3: couple of feet out, so at least I'll get advanced warning. Um, Caesar. mm mm-hmm you were the only one left in the, ca- in the uh, camp at the moment, correct? That's what it sounds like, unless there's somebody else here with me. There is, uh, as the day turns to night, there's a bit of a fog that rolls into camp. Okay. Um, it does not contain any odor. It does not seem
2: to be malevolent. Does it doesn't seem to be there's... out of the ordinary at all? I
0: remember the last time that fog came up there man? It doesn't
3: seem like it's it's the malevolent fog in in, in fact you're kind of feeling pretty calm. You know, there's sort of a it's okay it's a, it, it, it's okay to relax. It's okay I'm to slightly unwind. Hungry. Um <laughs> you're you're actually you're actually finding that focusing on your project mm-hmm. um is pretty good. It's a lot easier, you know, there's tension's coming out of your out of your shoulders, and you know it right. seems to be kind of kind
1: yeah, helping the you really
3: along. The cool.
2: Hey, um, man.
0: <laughs> Ruby.
3: Four twenty. Blazes. A twenty-seven versus your will, sir.
2: Ah, uh, it's got to hit. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Twenty-one.
3: All right, you know, just it's looking around. <laughs> if you nothing's
2: right. going on, just curious. If you if you bothered <laughs> if you bother
3: to look around, um, you'll which I won't. You'll you'll notice that uh, the provisions for camp seem to be quite nice. There's nothing really too much to worry about, and um, whatever it is out in the woods appears to have quieted down.
2: Cool. Sounds good to me.
3: Um, you do swear though that you either hear it or it's just kind of a. Something out of off your mechanical stuff, but you swear that you hear this accented female voice, and it just simply says "pretty," accented. Yeah,
0: it's like a naked x again, showing up everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm. Pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, and, you, and you, you get
0: you get you get the
3: you get the sort of feeling like you had something was looking over your shoulder at what you were doing, and was commenting on. What it saw. Okay. So that's a
1: real pair of hands, boy.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, not you know, feeling pretty cool, pretty chill. But he'll still look over whatever shoulder he felt like something was looking at him to see if he sees anything behind him. No, if Only nothing, to, nothing to is, give a compliment. Nothing's
3: behind him. Um, there was, you know, the moon was starting to rise in the back, and uh, you know, there's. A tree, you know, maybe maybe some, there's maybe a bit of a, a breeze at the top, but it looks like uh, that sliver of moon has been blocked. Maybe there's, you know, a tree branch in the way or something got in the way for a moment. But, um, you know, nothing, nothing really to worry about. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Zenatari.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You are going to encounter the fog ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And a 23 versus your will.
0: Oh, I'm pretty sure that hits. Let's see. Uh, yeah, uh, well, my will is 23, so... Okay.
3: Yes. All right, then what I would like is for Cesar. Mm-hmm. I'd like you to take out a D6. Okay. And then, Zinatari, I would like you to take your D6.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Roll them away. And... Now, uh, Thorn, I want you to say whether it's going to be high or low that wins. Okay. Higher or lower that wins? Yep. So one to three or four to one to three is low. Four to six is high.
1: Um, feeling low today. Okay.
0: Okay, here's the so, thing. So low will win. I get I have resilient focus, which means I gain plus two uh, feature bonus to saving throws. So I don't know if that should matter to you or not.
3: We'll just do this on the side since you know I was already talking about it before we got it. But. Okay. Good. Okay. Um, both of you roll.
0: <laughs> I got a natural one. Okay. It's probably good though in this case.
3: And you got a straight six. six. Okay. But we'll get the, we'll give the natural one. And we'll give you your plus two, and so far um, that still keeps you on the low side. Um, you realize that you're feeling pretty comfortable. This this uh, aggravation you had from the camp is kind of fading away a little bit. You're not having a psionic attack, so your mind thing isn't kicking in. <laughs> but you do you do notice that your tracking of this package and the curiosity that it provides. This is pretty good. This, you know, this will this will be something, but at the same time, you're keen enough because you're always on edge for attack because that's that's sort of your thing. You realize you're being followed. Okay. Somebody is following you out of someone or something is following you out of camp.
0: Okay. Hmm. Well, I guess I would like to. Probably roll a perception, see if I can figure out who it is by the sound of the the steps, if it sounds familiar. I don't know, just any kind of sounds that person's making.
2: Do they have a peg leg?
0: (laughs) Is the crunch (laughs) of the leaves familiar? Do I smell something? Is there quiet noises? How will I know?
3: Mm. Go ahead, roll your nature.
0: Oh, wow.
3: Um, 9.30. Well, um, as you are turning around to try and study things, uh, you inadvertently, as as you're coming back along, you've kind of turned a little bit to, to do this and taken a few steps forward. You step over a green log and find that the noises that you're hearing and everything... Sounds a hell of a lot like thorn,
0: okay. And where is the package compared to where I am?
3: If you turned around and went about another fifteen feet, that's probably where it is if it's not stuck up in a tree.
0: Well, that's what I'm headed for, so I would be aiming for it. okay.
3: um so you've heard, you've detected that thorn's coming. You're gonna turn back around and head back the way you came.
0: The question is, why am I past the package? I came here for the package.
3: No, no, no. You're you're heading towards. You're still heading towards the package. You haven't So quite I turn around there.
0: to look at Thorn, and then behind me, where I was headed, is yes. where the package. Yeah. Hey, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna turn back around and go for the package.
3: Okay. Um, continuing back towards the package, having determined that Thorn's there, uh, there's no log to step over. But you do see the package it's now. Blue. The package is hanging probably about five feet. Off the ground, okay it is roughly a uh, a four by four box, so it's it's a big old box mm-hmm. and the um parachute that it's on is caught up in one of the lower branches and that branch looks like it's going to snap in you know pretty short order and have it come down I want to try and.
0: Is Thorne going to be in visual range of this package if I walk back towards him? Mm, No. Okay. I'm curious about this thing, and I don't want to share it yet. Not to say I won't share it, but I would like to see what it is. So I would walk back towards Thorne, I suppose, to try to intercept him from getting to the package.
3: Okay. All right. Um, Thorne? You okay. hear Zanatari up ahead, you hear her stop, and then you hear her coming back towards you.
1: Everything okay? I
0: would be a little annoyed because he interrupted me from uh, from getting to the package, and so I would just kind of like shrug at him and just be like, you know, can a girl get a little alone time in the woods? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, not quite deciphering the meaning, but getting, she's annoyed. Like, oh, uh, sorry i i guess uh i'll I'll go back to camp i guess just uh don't go too far
0: okay, I would tell him I would talk to him at camp and say uh and I'll meet him back there in a few minutes
1: okay i'll uh, I'll head back to camp and i'll uh, I'll go see what says this way I'll go annoy him, distract him from working.
3: by the way hey thorn you on your way back how's the twenty five versus your reflex? If I walk into
1: my own trap, I sweat
3: <laughs> My reflex My reflex is twenty, so it hits. Um It's dark, it's foggy, you trip over Oh no what feels like some sort of rotten log. You're not you are pretty sure you passed a couple logs on the way through here, but this, this one this one you went do do flat.
1: And then Atari
3: says. Um actually no Xanatari won't won't see this one. It's it's far enough out of uh oh, the cool. line of sight at this point. But um you you clearly uh snookered that one into the into the ground. Well,
1: well what little left is of uh what little left of my ego is intact remains intact <laughs> after uh <laughs> <laughs> All right. After, well, after our adventures uh I I don't have much of of any kind of dignity left. Um, uh, falling off, falling down holes, and being generally just graceful in the air. Um, okay, okay. I'm i uh, will I'll, I'll, I'll pick myself back up, look around, make sure no one saw, and and make
3: okay. <laughs> my way back to camp. Hey Thorn. Yes. By the way, a twenty versus your will. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Hmm. okay yeah you know for for a moment for a moment there you were kind of feeling a little little like maybe like a siesta time coming up you know, a little okay. little nap a little yawn kind of shrug it off but you know it's something something going on just kind of made it maybe it was the sound of something possibly moving out there but you know Sanataris out there
1: okay um does this
3: feel strange to me, or I'm just like... It just feels like I'm tired. It just feels like you're tired. Hey, it, you know, your campsite's well done. You know, your traps for once are in place. Um, you know, you're you're not feeling stalked. It just kind of feels like, wow, I just had a really stupid... I would I feel strange not log. being...
1: I would feel strange not being in mortal danger. <laughs>
3: Yeah, in, in fact in fact you're you're feeling pretty much as close to not in mortal danger as you can get of late.
1: All right. Uh, I I uh, don't know. Okay. Um heading back to camp. I I guess I'll
3: take it easy then. Anything that you want to talk about with uh, Cesar real quick and then I'll go back to his inventory?
1: No, I'm just going to shoot the breeze. I'll uh, I'll ask him what what he's doing and then I'll ask what's that? And then ask, "What is this for?" And I'd hold up different parts, and then like sort of start going through the parts. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? <laughs> Are we there yet? What does this do? What happens if I flick this switch? What happens if uh, if you took two robots and melded them together? Do you have a welding tool? Can I borrow your tools? Can I borrow some parts? Can I make something, Cesar?
0: <laughs> do you know how to solder? Can you show me? Do you have any? Can
1: you Can you show me? Can you show me how to build stuff? That's pretty cool. I like what you're
2: doing there. What does that one do? Excited by Thorn's interest, Cesar wholeheartedly engages him and answers all of his questions. He says, oh, well, this here, this is what this does. It it flicks this over here, and oh, yes, yes, hit that switch. Look, just watch. Oh, isn't that great? And uh, he starts uh, lending him some of his uh, crappier tools and parts (laughs) and encourages him to, to go at it while they still have light.
1: Thrilled I would be building whatever I could and attaching cogs to whatever I can and learning from Cesar in whatever way I could.
2: Bonding time! Xanatari hears a loud explosion coming (laughs) 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 up. Thone invents a glue gun. (laughs) We're both standing there just covered in black with our hair sticking out. (laughs) That was (laughs) awesome. We should do that again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Alright. Xanatari. Having shooed away... Both logs and, um, logs. <laughs> Shoe log. Shoe, get out of here. Mm-hmm. Taking Damn him, taking away. Toward. logs. You are left to your own devices. Again, you're not feeling particularly threatened in this neck of the woods. No pun intended, per se. But, uh, with a quiet snap and, hmm kind of a a momentary flicker at at the corner of the eye as the snap happened. Um, The crate comes down. It doesn't come down with a hard crash, but almost like it was kind of lowered. but Maybe just a little bit faster. Okay. Maybe I have to go
0: up to the crate.
3: Okay. The Crate bears little, if any, markings. Looks just kind of like a maker's mark for the woodcrafter that made the box. It is a finely wrought box. It's not uh, anything cheap, but it is clearly meant to resist um, potential impacts with the trees or landing or whatever it has good solid harness points for the parachute and so forth. There is a locking mechanism that you encounter fairly easily, and it actually matches that of your holy symbol.
0: Okay. I'm going to uh, open it and disassemble the crate to make shotgun Upgrades? No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I'm gonna just go open it and look inside. Okay,
3: there is a hiss of air, and um, I don't know what the a Kalashtar village would would smell like, but uh, <laughs> in terms of a temple area patchouli. or one of the central patchouli. gathering areas,
0: patchouli is is apparently what it smells like.
3: Um, but there is there is a waft of that that uh, emanates from the box for just a moment. Inside you find that there is a another box. This one has um, holes spaced around the outer edge along the top. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: And it is actually very much cushioned into the, the crate. Okay. sort of takes up the central area. It's the center of the crate with padding all around it. There's also um, messages to you. The handwriting seems familiar if older than what you remember it, but it is in the script of one of the elders of the Kalashtar.
0: Okay, I'm going to take the letters and put them, you know, somewhere safe in my pack or whatever cuz I probably won't have time to peruse them right now. Got to
2: read the card first. Jeez.
0: I know. And having smelled her home after being away for so long and, you know, being in the midst of all this uh, chaos and, you know, constant danger, she would basically tear into the box even faster like with a certain urgency.
3: Inside the box, you find what appears to be a puppy. But it's about the size of a mastiff. (laughs) And there are bone plates at points sticking out from different parts of the body. Okay. And the muzzle itself has a bone plate running, two bone plates running parallel to the snout. This is clearly asleep in some sort of suspended animation. There is a vial also within the container.
0: Okay, I'm going to read the letters.
3: (laughs) Kill it! Okay. The the letters speak of nothing whatsoever regarding the puppy. You sense that the one may not be tied to the other, but you realize that the letters are members of the Kalashtar village that you grew up in, sharing experiences with you. There is one from the Elder as well. And it's not exactly sort of a blame game or a guilt trip about not having shared your adventures, but they are clearly attempting to get your attention and trying to reconnect with you for some reason, whether they have heard of your exploits at this point in time or not. But you sense that this is a direct attempt at... Trying to get your attention beyond just um, showing up somewhere.
0: Okay, Um, but nothing about the dog.
3: Nothing about the dog. There's nothing bad in the letters. Um, You know, it's not like a you know a true guilt trip or anything else like that or bad news. It's custom. It's a custom thing that you know about. You may have participated in before with someone else. Whatever.
0: Would I recognize this creature? Is this some sort of native animal, or is this strange to me?
3: Within the Kalashtar areas, there are not this type of beast. But in other areas, um, you've heard tell of dire creatures.
0: That doesn't sound good.
3: Um, dire creatures tend to be gigantic versions of their normal creatures. Okay. They're normal animals. So a dire bear would be. You know, four times the size of whatever okay, normally be. Uh, this is a wolf.
0: Oh. Okay, uh, I would take a look at the vial, I guess. I mean, touching this thing in suspended animation, does it have any effect?
3: No. Um. It seems like it was tucked in there instead of forced. It doesn't seem like it was... Um, it hasn't been beaten. Okay. It looks like, literally, it was... Of a certain age, and someone put it in the box, and here it is.
0: Okay. Uh, I guess I would take the vial out and take a look at it, considering giving it the vial.
3: Okay. Um, It looks like there is some sort of salt-type crystals on the inside.
0: Okay. And if I opened it and just sniffed it?
3: It's smelling salt.
0: Okay. Well, then I would waft it underneath its nose.
3: Okay. Um. The... Wolf starts to make various sounds, you know, is snorted, a little distressed for a moment as, you know, it suddenly realizes it's asleep and it, it starts to come through and come awake.
0: I'm going to pet it and possibly pick it up out of the box.
3: Okay.
0: Trusting that my people would not send me something that's going to kill me on sight, but if it is going to kill me on sight, I would rather kill me on sight out here away from the party.
3: Okay. Um, this creature bears none of the smell of the Kalashtar that was in the rest of the crate.
0: Okay. Then I will have my sword, like, loosened. (laughs) Okay. Um,
3: bearing in mind that what you are picking up right now is about 75 pounds.
0: Oh, okay. Well, better, better, I don't know. So, can I pick it up?
3: Yep, you can you can you can pick it up, and um, you know as you start to pet it, it starts to kind of you know scrabble and shake and do you know all its normal things, and uh, starts to open its eyes. You figure you have at most probably thirty seconds before this thing fully wakens up or is alert in your arms.
0: Okay, I'm gonna set it down on the ground.
3: Okay. And what are you going to do once it goes down onto the ground?
0: I guess I'm going to back away to a decent distance. Like maybe, you know, three feet so that I could get my sword out if it comes at me in a bad way.
3: Okay. Um, The eyes pop open on the wolf. And it sort of looks around and more so the head moves around than the body. And its gaze locks on you. I'm going to come
0: toward it with the the traditional and uh, and classic. It's okay, puppy. It, it's fine, small, innocent puppy that won't rip my face off and and try to like slowly approach it to see what it does. Okay.
3: Um, as it's doing We're this, it next as winter is coming.
0: <laughs>
3: as as you do this, you hear kind of like a a jingle as if um, something is hitting up against somewhere in the in the, the neck area but it locks, it locks on you sort of tilts its head and gives you a very confused look before suddenly looking very excited it's still laying there but the tail starts going it seems to recognize you okay. you've never seen it before but for some reason you feel this thing is acting like it is imprinted on you, you've bottle fed it it realizes, wait, you're a mom
0: does do I get any like mental stuff off of it? Like, it, is it a creature level intelligence that I'm dealing with, just typical, or this is
3: this is at this point in time, this is something for what you can tell is animal.
0: Okay, well I guess I'll just. But it's lean it's down. it's
3: got it's got that wolf kind of smarts to it, evidently. Gotcha.
0: I'm gonna lean down to the come here, come here, and see what it does like.
3: It it's... kind it kind of does the low scrabble over to you and um tries very hard to put its head in your lap.
0: Okay. Well, then good. I'm going to pet it and just be totally flabbergasted as to what this is and why it's here.
3: Okay. Um, do you want to check around the neck at all?
0: Well, you said it's got plates or something like on its face and on its uh, Yes. On its pul- like area. I guess I'm just going to examine it for sure.
3: There's a bone ridge that's coming up from where its chest is. And kind of forms an armor level heading up into into the neck
0: mm-hmm.
3: kind of thing in there, drilled out, there is hanging from it the remains of what looks like a very old drow pendant that has been recrafted and folded and reworked into a symbol of your deity. Okay Very strange. In fact, if you were to um, look at it closely enough, probably probably in better light or at another point in time, you would find that if you were to make something like this, this is kind of how it would look. But there's some damn skill done in this kind of metal origami.
0: Okay, I'm gonna want to roll perception and things like that, and possibly roll a arcane.
3: Okay, go ahead and roll on this thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, hang on. So kind of first. Can't tell if it's a nine or a six. <laughs> uh, Nineteen.
3: Nineteen. That's your arcane or it's which arcane. one? arcane.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, you realize that this general area uh, is possibly under some sort of magical. I almost want to say grace okay. instead of attack. There's something adding a flavoring to the area, but you're not turning into a frog.
0: Okay. I'm going to feed this dire wolf and then head back to the camp with it.
3: Okay. Um.
0: Nothing else is in the box, by the way, like letters in the dire wolf, nothing else.
3: Just that. Uh, did you want to roll your perception and, and stuff?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, 21.
3: <clears throat> okay. The perception will allow you to, when you decide to look at it better, um, you will realize that, given the odds, you probably made that tag that's around the neck. Okay.
0: Wow.
3: But you also, I believe you've also in-character heard tales of future Cesar, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. This is potentially something from futures in Atari, okay. or related therein. Okay. Um, I would like you to roll a streetwise, please.
0: Seven.
3: Anything to add to it?
0: That is the modifier.
3: Okay. Um, did you roll a natural one?
0: Uh, no, I rolled. Uh, I don't know if this is a six or a nine. I only. Okay. Yeah. And then your modifier Maybe I rolled is but a one. I, I don't know. I guess I rolled a one because the streetwise is six, so I must have rolled a natural one. Okay.
3: Then, if you don't mind, I will describe this action and then we will be out for the night, okay? Okay, sounds good. Um, Presents are wonderful things. They come in all shapes and sizes big and small, letters, boxes. This somewhat accented voice that you realize is very close to just over your shoulder that says, pretty. Do you want to turn around or look over your shoulder? Oh, yeah. Very much on top of you, very close to you. Again, looking sort of over you you come face to face with the large pair of eyes. But with Bert casting the light out, you start to see also the size of the snout that is attached to the face that is attached to these large yellow greenish eyes. And
0: Genataris is going to scream very, very loud so that it echoes through the entire forest.
3: You're on a natural one for the moment. Let me finish <laughs> <Okay>. describing. <laughs> we'll, we'll hold your actions until the next time. And again, it sort of tilts its head. Once you once you look at it, you don't see any sort of emotion per se. Like it's not suddenly grinning, and there's not like a blast of anything at you. But You realize that you are looking at a dragon of some kind. It's green. It's got some moss on it. Looks kind of like some logs. But it tilts its head and very close to you. And as it it speaks, you sort of smell the chlorine. It says, again, very pretty.
0: Is it big, like a giant dragon? Or are you talking like, like it's giant? Okay.
3: Yep, it is. It is evidently a very stealthy dragon. If you were to um, apply your knowledge, it is at least an adult. To potentially heading towards an ancient. This thing is very big. Okay, Xanatari, take us out.
0: Thank you for listening. You can find out more at deathd 4 com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. Please take a listen to the Gray Area podcast about advice, interviews, and relationships between gamers at Genesee.com. And join us for a worldwide adventure. Stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. And thank you, chatroom. Again, we do this 9 o'clock Fridays every week, so see you then.